Welcome to First Coat, where we explore public realm art, how it's made, and why it matters. I'm your host, Stephanie Eche, an artist and entrepreneur based in Brooklyn, New York. I run Distill Creative, where I curate and produce site-specific art projects for real estate developers. I focus on creating more equitable and inclusive projects, and I want to get more exposure for the artists and developers doing this work. This week on First Coat, we have Lim Moreno. Born in Venezuela, Lim currently lives and works in Vienna. She combines a diversity of media and techniques such as drawing, collage, paper assemblage, and printmaking. Also known as Mosta, she creates work in public space where she constantly experiences different contexts and format. Lim also generates a space of interaction, exchange, and understanding of the creative process through her workshops and teaching. I spoke with Lim about moving for love, pseudonyms, wheat pasting, and how she started doing work in public space. Here's our conversation. How have you been doing? What's we're good here in Vienna? I think, or in general, in Austria, I think it's uh, I always say, uh, it's a wonderland. <laughs> How I describe that, how was the quarantine here <laughs> in Vienna? I think it was right in a bicycle and a very flat pad. <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing this interview. Could you tell us? about who you are and what you do? How to put, oh, easy way, I'm an artist. <laughs> Sometimes I like to be a little bit more conceptual. I created my, I like to spread myself with pictures, you know, but in, <laughs> in other words, yes, I'm, I choose to be an artist and then uh, to be an illustrator. And that is what I mostly do, but I also like to say before, when you are a creative mind, then you, also, depending on your personality, then perhaps you don't attach only to one thing. So mm-hmm. that's okay. And the connection with the art and the illustration, then I teach them, but not really like a school fix, like a, mm-hmm. people looking for me for different kind of projects. And recently, in the last two, three years, something like this, uh, uh, starting to work, I don't know how you call that in English, but you know, I, don't just, I just know the German word. <laughs> I try to translate and it's like a cultural management, you know? I oh, mean, okay. Event. Yeah, you know, like I try to organize events and, and projects for more behind, like a conceptualization of many things. And which is interesting because it's the other, the other, the other thing. And yeah, and whatever's coming <laughs> that I find interesting and to be uh, I'm still on my field. Uh, which I find interesting that can help me to, to keep growing, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's say I'm not just only an artist and illustrator. <laughs> and where are you right now? I'm in Vienna, in Austria. Uh, and right now, this is uh, my, my studio. It's 23 square meters. It's for hmm. me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty cool because it's like, a, I don't know if you see, the seals are very high. Oh, wow. And I'm going to show you a little bit of the window. Let me see. Can you see it? Because I don't want to be too much light. Yeah, it's So beautiful. it's a pretty cool flag here because it used to be an old factory and then a school and they did square it and then it's like for thir- 32 or three years. It's like a cultural house, I mean like with there are different studios and workshops for also places where you can rent for very low money and may reserve for theater or dance. There are two galleries, a photo gallery and a contemporary art gallery. There's, um, there are also uh, a venue for, for, for gig here done. And 
over me or just like a building just for women's <laughs> I mean like feminist and women's like just only women can get into it <laughs> but also working another kind I mean people win also other kind of not necessary also art also in the social field mm -hmm. uh, you can rent a room here and meet major event like uh, workshops or talks the name of this play is book Yes, W-U-K, and it's Bärstätte und Kulturhaus, which means workshops and culture house. Yeah, it's a very symbolic place in the city of Vienna because the architecture is built with brick. I mean, and you don't find this architecture anymore in the city. And yeah, it's, it's located more or less, I mean, some kind of central, I mean, uh, it's a great location here. And yes, yeah, it had this, this atmosphere here. Um, but it's also like letting back in the years because when you get inside here, it's not like a cool place when you, wow, I mean, it's a cool place, I mean, but I mean, like, not so actual or, or like, and, and inside you feel like a, you get inside and you say, okay, I think I'm in the 80s. <laughs> in the early 90s. I mean, it's really like... <laughs> from, from the people also, you know? <laughs> How they look and so forth. Many of the colleagues, they are working here. They have the works play. Also, like, I was like one of the jobs and I'm not young anymore. <laughs> and yeah, I'm very like, from this... The cave, I mean. <laughs> so here's where it's my studio, and I'm very happy to have it. Uh, to have this pay, I, I got it since I, I arrived in Vienna. Uh, it's, it's a very lucky place to have in Indiana under the conditions that I have. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm very happy to have it. How long have you been in Vienna? Gonna be 10 years this September. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and what brought you there originally? Originally, brought me love. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I got, uh, I was in love with an Austrian guy, and that's the reason why I came here. I got married, now I'm divorced, but, <laughs> but yeah, this was the reason. I mean, back in the time when I was still in, in Venezuela, I thought, yeah, I would like to definitely live in Europe. Mm -hmm. For that time, I thought, well, you know, Berlin, Austria, great, you know? mm -hmm. and maybe Barcelona, of course. So I never thought about Vienna. And that's the funny part because many people that we're living here all around the world, there are some specific cases, you know, but mostly we, we just, <laughs> Vienna just us in a way. <laughs> we never thought about Vienna. You know? <laughs> it's, a, it's a very nice and hiding place, I mean, because in, in you, they are, the other cities are very famous, huh? but this city offer you a life quality that you can imagine, you know, and it's still like a secret in Europe, and and it's a wonderful, very wonderful place where they offer you also a lot of things, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that's the reason why I came here. I mean, I got to know Vienna since two thousand, summer two thousand five, actually, when I was visiting mm -hmm. that time. That time was still my boyfriend. And spend here all the summers until I decide, okay, I will move here. I mean, at that time we decided to marry and so. And yeah, this was the reason why I came here. And 
I think I will die here. <laughs> <laughs> How did you meet? How we both met? Oh my God, this was long time ago when uh, before Instagram, <laughs> there was a, a, a platform made in, in Brazil. The name is Photolog. I don't know if you know. Photolog? Photolog, yes. Yeah. And that was at the time uh, where it was in the early 2000, yeah, I think. And uh, it was the time when we, where the street art was starting. It wasn't starting, but just started to commercialize on the internet in that way. In this platform, we were a lot of artists who were doing the street art, and, and that built that community, international community. So it was great to meet people, to see first the work of other people around the world, what they were doing, mm-hmm. and also to get in contact. At that time, how was the platform design? What was important is to get in touch. I mean, to really talk, it wasn't all the like button. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you were always, you know, like a cat, you always want to say something about the picture designer. So how, that's how we met. We met each other through our work. Um, and then eventually through after share some some words and so on, then we started to share emails and so on until we started to chatting and then since getting more <laughs> deep and then you just met up in person no then he yeah. came to venezuela yeah to, to wow me and, and and then three months after that i came here and so then we were having this long relationship for five years <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then you just decided to stay because yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. then, then we, of course, we were married. I mean, after five years, uh, well, long relationship, we were sure that we, I mean, we were very much in love, and we wanted to, to keep together in one city. Was not sure in Venezuela or here, but we thought maybe it's better to do it here. And then, because that, when I get married, I mean, I came here and start everything again. It was good because I finished the university of 2008. So mm. years later, I moved here, so it was great. And to start, you know, basically start to my career as it is here in Austria. You know? mm-hmm. uh, because when I left, was just, well, of course, I was having some, some work there, but not like in the, in the house I have in here. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, and the time just arriving to a new city, learning a new, a new language, you know, and, and try to get your own contact. Because at the beginning, when you're in social, social situation, you depend too much of your, your partner, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was for me great to have this place, you know? And mm-hmm. when I could get to know on two different, well, not just because the place, you used to have a place where to, to work, you know? I think mm-hmm. it's, it's very important. Uh, I understand sometimes to the secret time, we don't have the possibility to have our own workspace. Mm-hmm. And we do it at home, you know? the best we can so we we arrange everything but i realized in uh, all these years that wow this place had to be i mean it's my my holy temple i mean like uh, it's here and and it's here (laughs) doesn't mean that i can work in other places where i try in the quarantine to work at home this was nice (laughs) (laughs) and i thought well if i would have a bigger room we would great you know but i have small rooms And uh, it's, it's, it's good also to, to have some move, you know? mm-hmm. like a, a move from, from mm-hmm. point B to C, you know. <laughs> right, not be in the same space all day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> not leave the house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. 
Where are you from in Venezuela? From Caracas, from the capital. But I have been living there in, just in a small city, like 16, 16 kilometers uh, north from Caracas. Small, small village on the high hills, and yeah. And we had another atmosphere. Uh, but all my life when I'm in studying in, in Caracas and so, mm -hmm. uh, very city girl. <laughs> and yeah, from there I am. Do you go back often or? No, really often. I mean, since I'm living, the last time I was there was four years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, right now it's a difficult situation there. When I left, the country wasn't like this right now. Uh, it wasn't my reason why I left the country. It was love reason. And <laughs> I always wanted to live in Europe. I don't care about Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but right now, in the last years, uh, the situation is getting very bad. And, and my parents say, no, <laughs> better just stay there. You know, it could be dangerous. Don't worry about it because they're saying it could be dangerous. I like to travel a lot in the country when I'm there. Visit my parents. I also like to travel a lot. And mm -hmm. they feel they could be tenure for me, which I still don't think so, but you know, <laughs> um, but it's just for the economic situations, you know, and yeah. then my parents say, yeah, better just stay there and support us. Oh <laughs> 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 yeah, eventually, of course, want to, I mean, it's the first time actually that the long time I haven't seen my parents, I mean, my family. Mm -hmm. I just have my parents and my brother there. My sister mm -hmm. moved to Europe, to Europe two years ago, mm -hmm. my niece and her boyfriend. Uh, but yeah, of course, sometimes really needs that to, to have a close tenant from the family, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, here I, I have a so nice. That's why I think the reason why sometimes as a jogger, I say I would die here because I have a family also here. I mean, my friends, they didn't here. Mm -hmm. And which without them, of course, I wouldn't feel like I belong here, you know. Mm -hmm. Just living here for those years and and of course, there are scenes you say, okay, I'm, I'm not really from here, but I do feel like <laughs> they have some deep connection with this uh, country, I mean, um, and, and yeah, and through this relationship uh, with those friends, of course, made me feel I'm at home too, you know, mm -hmm. so it's nice. Do you have any ancestry that's European or like, have you looked into that if there is any lineage there? I think, yeah, oh, yes, 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 uh, my grand-grandfather, yeah, the father of, of my grandpa, from my mother's side, <laughs> from, they were, he was from the Canarian Iceland, uh, mm -hmm. and, yeah, but it's like, you know, two generations, <laughs> not three, <laughs> um, but dialect, no, I mean, there were so... As far, I mean, that's what I mean. Of course, the family everybody knows, mm -hmm. but no straight like okay, my grandfather, or my or my father, or my mom. You know? Right, so, right. Mm. Ah, and my ex-husband. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's very Austrian. <laughs> well, it's not laughing, but it was a part of family. <laughs> how is your? How are your friends there? Are they like? Are they more international or Austrian or? That's a very nice question. At, at the beginning, we're all Austrian. <laughs> well, actually, my close friends are Austrian. Um, in the last year, um, I don't know, through the situations, I don't know, it's getting a little bit mixer. 
Um, but mostly, mostly were armor Austrian. But yeah, as I said, most in the last year, two, one year. Yes, is I, I, I'm again coming to the. It was important for me in the first years to get when Austrian because uh, I could learn better the language. But I don't know. In the last year, for example, I'm so like I don't want to speak more German. <laughs> <laughs> So I think unconsciously I'm looking for to have more international friends, <laughs> <laughs> so I could be more relaxed when I speak when I speak English as when I speak German because sometimes you know it's another system. You probably can hear my accent as slightly accent of German. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It's interesting because you speak Spanish, right? So like, so there's that like. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> and yeah, because you have a way how to set, how would you say, like a, a way how to talk, no? like a rhythm, mm -hmm. no? the mm -hmm. way how you say certain things. And I added that so easily. No? And when I have to speak in, 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 in English, it's <laughs> come, come, this. <laughs> <laughs> and I got, I mean, some long time ago, also a friend told me, like, oh, holy, you speak English with an Austrian German accent. Like, oh my God. <laughs> so funny. I mean, if you've been there for so long, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, when you're constantly uh, using to talk. But as I say, in the last year, I got like, a, oh, I don't want to speak more German. I want to go to <laughs> I forgot the English. I need to forget <laughs> my English. I want to speak English now. But of course, Venice is a very international city, also as well. So you could have. I could have also made my way without German. Many mm -hmm. went also that. But for me, it's important. Also, you know, so you get a lot from the cultural and a lot of joke. Well, some I would never get. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what I mean, it's like a, it's, it's a personal decision, I think, when you mm -hmm. want to learn a language. You know? mm -hmm. It's not easy, by the way. It's not easy language, German. Um, <laughs> I, I know a tiny, tiny bit because I love Berlin. It's very different than mm. like English, I guess, um, but also similar in weird ways. Yeah, in some yeah. ways, but in some other, it's like a my god. <laughs> yeah. No. Why do I make it so complicated? <laughs> you can't write a little word for that. Why are you writing? <laughs> right, yeah, you, long word. I, or, or when you want to write, I mean, whatever. Any, every, any, every language has this difficulties. I always say, okay, Spanish is easier. So I said to someone, when you don't learn Spanish, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, Spanish is easier. It's so easy. You just need to be a mom talking with someone in Spanish. You learn everything you need. You need more. <laughs> yeah. So various, of course, there are some tricky things, but the rest is very easy. So mm -hmm. I don't think it's complicated. This podcast is sponsored by JPG Legal. File your trademark application with an experienced trademark attorney. They have flat fee services, so there are no surprises. You have no excuse not to register your trademark. Just go to jpglegal.com. Full disclosure, JPG Legal is run by my husband. When we first met, he had a solo practice and now he has five employees. Everyone's safely working from home right now, so I miss seeing them in person. If you need a trademark, go to jpglegal.com. How do you think your art has changed 
over time since when you lived like growing up in Venezuela and then moving to Austria? Have you noticed a shift in your work? I mean, it is a large, like a long period of time, but I'm just curious if you've reflected on that and if it's changed based on where you are. Well, the chance of what would happen because I opened to it and I always like, uh, I'm afraid to get to a point where I just keep doing the same until I die, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> and I know that it's gonna work, but it's not my personality. So in a way, of course, it has been changing, but not just because I'm here in Austria, uh, it's had changed because of what came, you know, uh, how's my, my creative process, you know? And that's why it changed a lot. You know? And when I remember when, when I left um, Venezuela, what I was doing back there and what I'm doing now, you know? Mm -hmm. I didn't keep uh, only, of course, there is a line, always will be a line, you know? but I didn't keep for, for the interest they have at that time. Mm -hmm. I mean, could it, of course, could it be a decision and just growing more in that. Uh, but yeah, it's always, it's going to be always something that I'm going to add or I want to improve, you know, um, because it's my personality. I just, as I say, I, I fear that I just, Keep doing when I realize, I mean, of course, it's difficult because in the way it's gonna be the same, you know, aesthetically, but maybe some things will change. Uh, aesthetic can be colors, can be lines, but can a lot of change come in the conception, you know, mm -hmm. the, the interest that you have. You know? And at the time, I was very, very insecure and naive, and I think I'm still naive. And a little bit insecure. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, through this experience also. I mean, that's that's uh, whole, that's come all together. I mean, the experience where 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 are you? What's your interest in now? You know, and how do you do to approve that? You know, uh, I think. Um, but at the beginning, I think it was like again a little bit insecure when I came here because. Uh, there was not this pride of color. <laughs> so when I was comparing myself at that time, when other artists they say, okay, maybe my work would not lie here because it's too much color. <laughs> really? Huh. Um, but no, I, I found it the, the other way. The, that's, that's one of the things. And I think this is one of the nice aspects. A lot of artists that I know from Latin America that they work uh, in color, they have just this, um, in a natural way because how you perceive the colors that are so present in the culture, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and, com and, and when I compare this for some here you know, in, in Austria, and that of course, that is one of the, mm, what people at the first look see of my work, ah, the colors. You know? mm -hmm. For them, I get a lot of, you know, like, uh, okay, um, do you really know how to work when you call it? I said, yeah, I do. <laughs> I have no more blood. <laughs> That's my specialty. <laughs> and yeah, the thing I think is, it's nice that I keep that. It's made like a, some kind of, of, of differentiation. I don't know, but it's, you see that. I mean, how, when I see, also what's this impression, what some people tell me also from here, like the kind of different when someone from here works on color, when someone from Latin America works on colors. I mean, the, co the palette of color is brighter. And, mm -hmm. and like, uh, we don't feel ashamed to, to just try it. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> or 
all that. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember your the first thing that you created or the first piece of art art that you made? That's gonna. This is a little. This is interesting because this is like a look. When I was small, I I hardly was doing drawings or painters or so. I was, I think the first art discipline that came to my life was music. And I was doing, I was performing a lot. <laughs> Actually, I want to become a singer or a writer. <laughs> so it was when I was, uh, when I was little, I was very, uh, having a lot of imagination like everyone, but I, I was always wanted to do something like uh, once I want to be a doctor, they all, I oh, know, I actually want to be a senior, I want to be a writer. And then finally, when I was like uh, 12 or 13, I saw, I want to be an architect. And my father, <laughs> my father told me, oh, that's great. <laughs> so, <laughs> So then you should start to build your houses, I mean, like models, you know. And I grew up when the father of my mom had um, a printer shop. So when, I don't know if you know those old letter, letter press print. Mm -hmm. Well, so I grew up when graphic elements. And because when I was visiting my grandpa, you know, where we were there. And I was planning a lot with papers, you know. Actually, my favorite job to do there was organize the the show window and when the cars, invitation <laughs> <laughs> of all kinds of things. I mean, this was a pretty nice job, whatever. So I started to collect papers and build my own house for my dolls. You know? And I thought, Okay, I wanna wanna be architect. Huh? But then I said, no, no, I wanna study cinematography. <laughs> I, wanna, I wanna do movies. <laughs> but then I uh, was already on the teenager time, and I I came to to a good friend, and he was studying graphic design. And I thought, well, I like it a lot. It was very attractive. As I mm. said before, I was hardly drawing things, you know, mm -hmm. uh, doing visual work in a style like that. But I was so attracted by the work he was doing that I tried. And that's why I tried to, when I started graphic design, is really when came those products, you know, that was really starting to do things. Even when I know that back there I was suffering a lot because I thought I was not good drawing. And <laughs> but at that time I did, for example, uh, a small book, you know, where I wrote the stories and, and illustrated by myself in a very simple way. But yeah, I think that and the, that house for my dolls, paper dolls they had at that time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like a, a vintage girl. <laughs> Me and my sister. Uh, what's the first things I mean? Well, beside the, all the songs that I was singing. <laughs> and how did you start making art in public space? Well, this was in the beginning, yeah, so two, 2002, 2000, yeah. Because what's the thing um, in my city uh, uh, where the boys doing graffitis and I was starting to see this community international as I said before, this platform. And I was already, yeah, I was starting, um, I finished the graphic design school. I don't remember very well. But anyway, I was very attracted. And by that media, I mean, I would like to, to, to explore in that way and to put it on the street, you know. 
this was cool, of course, you know, okay, graffiti, yeah, spray can, yeah, cool. But it was kind of difficult to try. <laughs> so I started with the basic uh, from street art, which was stencil, um, uh, whip paste, and stickers, of course, as guerrilla. Uh, and I did it a lot in my city, and, uh, and that gave me, like, um, uh, courage because in the beginning you okay this is illegal maybe I shouldn't do it and you're not start to feel comfortable with that you know and to also because the boys they were in the graffiti crew uh they were the boys in the graffiti crew okay. <laughs> and to get to get start to get some respect from the graffiti groups <laughs> and then the the person that we were starting to do street art at that time in the city uh, and yeah, and then slowly, okay, from those, okay, start to, to paint words. I mean, but very small thing. And at that time, it was interesting because I, I approached them in the way like, okay, it was was very freestyle, like I just go into a spot, see what is around, okay, and just figure out what you're gonna paint now. <laughs> And this took me a lot of time. At that time, I was starting, I, one who helped me a lot at the time was my ex, you know, because he was also in the thing and support me also like, yeah, it's a good way to start, just freestyle, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it was very, very cool to do in that way. Yeah, this was 2002. Yeah. So is there still work up in Caracas? And Cara and the city where my parents live, yes. Actually, really? my mom told me yeah, a couple of days ago, my mom told me, <laughs> like, oh, oh, some of my pieces are banished. I mean, they're, 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 they're crossing, but they're still too pure. Wow. <laughs> Nobody has crossing yet. I think they know exactly who you are and where you are right now. And, nobody <laughs> and I said, mom, could be like this or just stay. I don't know. They don't care. They still hang. <laughs> Do you have photos of them? Do you have them on your website or anything? No, more on my website. They are not because they're really old. Uh, some of those I did in cooperation with my ex because we used to paint together. It was, it was cool actions like when we were in Venezuela. And then, you know, looking because there was more relaxing at that time, you know. You just go to a spot and, and and then you talk with the owners. Either if it was a house or it was like a shop, whatever, you know. You talk and say, hey, you know, I'm a street art painter. It's really possible I paint. <laughs> I have all paints with me. And most of the people were okay, you know, and like, okay, but why do you want to paint, you know? Like, is something political? Yeah, no? Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or then some people were having uh, concerned, I mean, like they told, okay, if you paint, please bring a message. Like, I don't know, take care of your, the world. <laughs> and I go, mm. okay, I try. <laughs> <laughs> and it was easy in that way. You know, some people were like wondering, like, but do you really do that? I mean, for what? <laughs> you paint the whole painting and then you do this for free? I mean, what's the point? And it was because those people who were asking, well, the point is just, to pay. <laughs> uh, it was fun, you know, because you were having the situation and when you had to talk with the people and then you had this interaction while you just had to still to paint. But of course, eventually you can get some more connection like, hey, I know a friend and a friend, they also want someone who paint in the world. That's, it was cool because that's what you wanted. You wanted to get more. I mean, I never thought uh, that time, I don't even know to make money of, of that thing, you know? 
was only thing of give me a possibility to express myself in another way. No, in the way because I'm a romantic in general about art. Just in that thing in general of my work, it's the only thing that I haven't seen with those eyes. Like, okay, I do that, but how much money do you have? <laughs> of course, in the last year, being commissioned to do a few things, you know. But I think because that background, background they gave me like, okay, I, I don't want to earn money with that. I just want to to try with the sea, you know. I want to say have fun, but let's say like uh, to spread my sand another. Because for me, sometimes it was hard because I'm not a painter. So I'm not here in my studio painter, you know. So the only way that I'm painting is when I'm doing in a wall a few times in years. <laughs> so for me, it was like, okay, I, let me try this. This, this is an experiment. Sometimes works, sometimes it doesn't work. You know? and, yeah. and you were using, and you, do you use spray paint? still or no i mean back there i was trying of course because it was cool and you know, it's sexy you have a spray <laughs> <in here. laughs> of course ladies <laughs> uh, no but then i felt okay this way too expensive you know uh, you need more it's not also so ecological then it's easier to carry when paint and uh when you do and, and that thing it's look more professional i mean not professional i said a stupid word like look Ah, when you're holding a brush, <laughs> ah, you're a painter, you're an artist. But when you're holding a can, ah. <laughs> well, at least uh, this was comparison in Venezuela and I think all here in Austria, you know? mm -hmm. you're doing something vandalic, but you're using a spray can. You know? hmm. But if you have a brush, ah, you're an artist. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> Go ahead. No, for me, it's, it's, it's work, it's work. Uh, I mean, I have more, the, now it's after so many years, I have more the flow, mm -hmm. flow with, with, the, with the brush and all the roll and whatever. And are you, are you using acrylic or house paint? No, or? I house paint. House yeah. paint, yeah. Yeah, house paint for outdoor. Yes. It depends, of course, if there's something, I don't know. It's a nice color that I just find for a quill, then of course I use it. I mean, it's also resist. I mean, perhaps can lose a little bit the brightness after the years, but painting with a quill is way more expensive than painting with those because you, you know, you buy it later. Right. Or, or whatever. Right. That's so interesting. I didn't know <laughs> about your whole like graffiti coming of age in Caracas. And there's no more on my website because I know come back it's too old. And because at that time, you know, I was was I was painting was a girl, you know? I was this was my character, you know. I started my 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 get to paint that character on their monster. And and everybody knew, okay, this is a monster character. You know, it was a girl. I was always experimenting, but mostly she was a red hair. You know? and, <laughs> and mostly was naked. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, it was was interesting, you know. But I think when I came here, it was 2000. I think the last time I painted that character, I think it was 2009. Yeah. And after my two years here, I decided, I you know, I get it. I mean, I don't want to paint more a girl. <laughs> Is that where your your name comes from? My name comes from, it's a very stupid thing, but it's not, you know, my name's website is, uh, I, Mostaza, and that's this win uh, Mosta. Mostaza, I just took that first four words, and I said, okay, the sound cool, Mosta, and I keep it on the whole line. <laughs> there is nothing, 
Mm-hmm. I was I was too young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, the one I still keep it when I paint, I paint under that. And some people get confused, like, yeah, wait, but you are lean. Why do you paint it? Yeah, but that's still my pseudonym. So I really like to use it, yeah. Con Mostaza is your... No, just only Mosta. Just Mosta, okay. Yeah, yeah. because I was confused too, because I was yeah. like, I think this is her, but I don't know. Yes, yeah. yes, because... So you, so you tag with Mosta? Yes, always. I mean, I paint always, always Mosta. I never do that slim, never. Oh, of course, the people know at this point who is who. <laughs> right. I mean, it's not more an issue, uh, because at that time, when I learned, you know, you have to... <laughs> You have to have a name on the street. No, you just can't your name. <laughs> and at that time, of course, was was uh, I have them. And, and now in the years, of course, okay, it's the same person, right? Mm-hmm. But I like to keep uh, to keep it on, still to have that person. <laughs> right, the street name. The street yes, cousin. yeah, it's my street name, and I like to keep it like that. You know, and and I never thought. But maybe in the last two years of, yeah, I shouldn't change that. No. <laughs> I mean, let's start to sing a, a sign like Lim Moreno. I said, no, no, keep it. Master. <laughs> what about with your wheat pasting? Mm. That's still Mosta? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just anything in the street. You, you Everything based on the street is Mosta, yeah. I mean, they, on the people who know it, I mean, uh, they identify, okay, this is Mosta. Yeah? The people who don't know me, it's like, okay, who is this person? Ah, oh, I think it's Lynn. Yeah, I know, but she's most of, who, what? What is my name? <laughs> <laughs> it's happening right now. But as you said, I mean, everything was on the a, on a, on a street. Mm-hmm. Or when I paint in a wall, because some things are commissioned, it's not really on the street. But I paint them under, under most of. Are you an artist? Submit your portfolio at distillcreative.com slash artist. You'll get on our distill directory our artist database, and be considered for upcoming art commissions. Can you explain wheat pasting to someone who doesn't know what it is? Like, wheat how does paste, that work? Yeah. How should you describe it? It's a technique. Yeah, it's a technique. It's about to make posters, uh, a work on paper, mostly, yeah, poster, whatever is the technique you use. could be printing, it could be copy, uh, it could be painting on a paper, you know. But to paste up the other street, and you mostly use a wheat paste glue and that's what get also made. but and this is also like a very you get very mixed name i think you call it wood paste you call it paste up you call it just straight up poster you know mm-hmm. but if you don't want wood paste i mean you really original wood paste then it's a wood paste <laughs> and you, you, you are you making it yourself yes but it's very easy i mean you take a month of wheat a month of water you put them together and then you cook you boil it and then you have this thick uh glue um, and then if you want that glue forever <laughs> and you add a little bit of sugar, you know, <laughs> and yeah, because it can happen that you, you pass up a poster and then someone wants to take it or someone wants to take it off for personal collection or just because don't like, <laughs> but I don't know, they clean up the seating or something like that. And, and, and if you want to make sure that that's forever, <laughs> then you can add some sugar to this uh, mix. And that's what wheat paste is. And that's what I've been doing. I mean, um, like that way since the last, since 2015, yeah. Mm-hmm. When I started to explore because I say, okay, you know, I do a lot of work in paper in my studio. 
what if we start to do an also product tree? <laughs> so I started to collect um, posters from the street for events or, or kind of thing. Poster which I find uh, interesting, either because they're graphic or they have colors in that I find interesting. And with those, I, I collect them and bring them here and then make uh, colors with them. I mean, those figures, those faces, mm -hmm. and, and then printing out again to the street. I mean, <laughs> I I feel like that's such an interesting it's both like recycling in a weird way yeah and like and and both recycling physical things and then like cultural things right and mixing them together in different ways because yeah, of course have this also like behind even when I mean it's like um it's not as, as well, how you say like a, a statement of my work but I do live uh, in a very, in a kind of ecological, responsible way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, but I do really feel more like a really minimalist, you know? I try to, to, to be conscious about what I consume. Even as an artist, recently I got a busy and the person told me, wow, you're a really minimalist person. Where are your, your equipment? I mean, where, do we really have elephant, elephant in these small books? Everything that what you need. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the work, of course, when that and the industries is interesting because, of course, there's also the research where you can find materials. I mean, that is also also very. I think that I learned back there in Venezuela where you you were in a place where sometimes you have to improvise because mm -hmm. so you don't get the money for buy that material, you know, and you have to improvise. So that is something that keeps so still in my life, you know. Mm -hmm. Because where I live here, I have, you, you, I can have them, you know, everything. But I say, well, but you know, <laughs> let me improvise. I save money and, <laughs> and also adapt to, to, to an hour. So I keep, uh, in general, don't like to collect things, which is weird for an artist. I mean, objects, <laughs> mm -hmm. very weird. <laughs> so I'm one of those. <laughs> But in case of paper, it's like, okay, it's very useful because, um, okay, I just need to go to the street, collect the ones I feel interesting. And when they make a new art of work, we have a lot of um, uh, graphic um, information now no? to put all those pieces together, mm -hmm. uh, those graphic elements, and one new one now, and pasting up on the street. You know? And that way, of course, I know people say, well, this is pretty ecological. Yeah, of course. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, there are plenty of materials, and I think, well, maybe for people who work, who like to, to work in the in that media. I mean, when in the street, it's also like a, you could also. What is the possibility also to, if it's possibility, to use some of the or to, to get materials from the context, from the environment, which means okay, mm -hmm. could be, could, mm -hmm. can I use the papers because mm -hmm. I don't know how it's there, but here in Vienna. I think the cost for, for print flyers and posters are very low in, com in comparison with other cities in Europe. So you find a lot of graphic print material, flyers and posters, posters everywhere in the city. And there are a lot of <laughs> material. <laughs> so it's, if it's interesting, of course, and then, I mean, for me, it's interesting to, to, to have that. You know? At first collecting, I like that. No, I don't like that, you know. Okay, and then bring them here and then, see what I can do with that and, and then replace them, you know. Yeah. And then does that inspire your painted work, the, the designs, or do you think it's just a subconscious thing? 
Why am in? Because you do have kind of a graphic style and you use a lot of patterns. And it looks like in your wheat paste, you're manipulating existing patterns, right? Or existing graphics. Yeah. But in your painting, you're creating that, you know, yeah. from nothing. But yeah. I do see, they do, there's like a language where they talk to each other and it's like yeah, similar right. colors and things, even though they're completely yes. different, you know? Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, of course. But it's, it's what's the other way? I mean, from the, mm. because that's what I'm doing also when I, when I work in college in my studio. Uh, I used the, the I, I wasn't hardly since I started to work in college. I was hardly using paper when uh, with the already printed graphic material. Yeah? I had some in my collection because they were interesting, but hardly using. I was always interested on the paper colors yeah? hmm. and, and to, to, to use them as much as I can. Recently, of course, I like it to because I like the thing of powder and contrast of colors. I mean, to make more rich, aesthetic uh, my, my my work. And then I started to to do those on powder painting them, uh, whatever techniques I use for for create those powder. You know? And of course, when I came, when I started to do that, when the strip posters was like, a, why should I? But I hardly use already printed uh, paper. But why not? Let me try. You know? <laughs> Because it changed, I always put on because if you start to, to use already already exist material, it changed down the concept of my work. Why do I use in those? You know? mm -hmm. And I was feeling so okay, then everything changed and, and I had to rethink now. <laughs> Even if it was just so well, I just wanted to explore my area, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was that's why I was not not, not so sure. And, but and they did and, and it was okay it's, it's, it's fun but yes it's, it's happened like that how do you balance your fine art practice with your public art practice and with teaching well life is about balancing <laughs> <laughs> so if you're not doing that right I'm anything at all right <laughs> In a way, of course, yeah, it's yeah, it's complicated sometimes because there are many things which are perhaps no have the same final result. Uh, but in the way I connect them, just because they are creative process in different way, you know, and each of them allowed me a, a way to to spread myself. You know, when I teach, it's cool because I I do what I'm probably doing when I'm here sitting in the studio. I interact with people, you know. And when I, when people come to my workshop, they want to learn a technique, you know? <laughs> And it, I always say, okay, I don't want to disappoint you. <laughs> you will learn something, of course, but it's not my focus, no? Like, you learn how to cut that and how to, I mean, you're going to learn, of course. Mm -hmm. But it's more about, you learn about the ideas. We choose that, made that the media because make the thing more easy if you don't have experience or you are not good on drawing or whatever, you know. Uh, but I want you to learn about the creative process. So in the end, I want you to start to think about what is that creative process on you, you know, to understand it. Even if you're gonna leave this place and you're never gonna do like that, anything like that, you know, or you're not interested in art or become an artist at all, you know. And that is, that is interesting, you know, for me because then approach like this, give me more, it's my chance to this interaction and, and give more inputs and ideas and, and try to help them on that, on that moment or that day to think about 
the things that normally they don't because they want to focus just and do the thing nice, you know. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, Correct. whatever. I mean, maybe it's, it's not going to be nice and right just for today. <laughs> if you really want it, then you have to be constant in that, you know. And that's nice experience. And, and by the others, of course, as I said before, the painting on the street brings me the possibility to explore in a media that normally I don't do in my, in my studio. And, and it's format because it's another thing when I work small here at my desk, when I'm big there. <laughs> skill thing you know and as i say i'm not a painter you know so or i know this time as a painter and that's the way classic way and um, also the prior as illustrator you know which bring another which are no my things with that i represent you know it's my style when other ideas that to represent and picture you know and of course, it depends of the personality. My personality is like I like to just don't keep doing one thing. It's, it's, I get more excitement and more challenging when I'm on different kind of projects. Yeah. And, and each of them need time. <laughs> That's just the horrible thing. <laughs> uh, and yeah, balancing is a challenge, you know. And, and, because you think, well, maybe I should just focus on this one thing, you know, and make it really great and right, and then I don't need to worry anymore about anything. <laughs> but then you say, yeah, okay, but I do really need those two. <laughs> so, yeah, it's sometimes, of course, I'm more in one specific project, a project than another, you know. It's, but I like that way, I mean, and, and because, as I say, each of those uh, bring me uh, possibilities that and then giving me um, more experience and more motivation to keep doing and beautiful uh, feedback, you know, what I get from the people. When people say to me, you were inspiring me, I feel like, oh my God, this is so much responsibility right now. <laughs> okay, well, I should have said, thanks, oh, thanks. <laughs> Why can't do it wrong? <laughs> So related to that question, how do you make money and how has this changed over time? The relation with money is very interesting, personally, because I have, um, I guess, as many, many issues with that. Mm -hmm. I have been, when I made my studies of uh, art, I was in a contest where we were thinking more romantic way. You know, the art shouldn't be commercial inside. And we're talking about a context where people really think more about commercial art because you need it, money. <laughs> so we, I was in this university where was always this, you know, oh, you work, Lim, you work seems to be very, I mean, very commercial work. And it was for me like, okay, that's that. <laughs> Shouldn't look like that, I know. <laughs> Should look more astral and more complicated. <laughs> so, so of course, I, 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 it took me, I got a lot of uh, struggle to find that, you know. Uh, as I say, it's helped me right now to be active in many different things, you know, because, well, you get creative input in one direction, but also financial, you know. So there is this project running, oh, great. And, but that, this other project, which is maybe not to do with that, which I had to work maybe just writing a concept or a whatever project is, 
okay, it's gonna be in six months, but then you know. <laughs> no, and, and I found, um, and because it's, it's belong to my personality, I also need that to, to, to be acting in any different sense. Okay, it makes sense to, when I find financial research, from all those uh, projects you know, and to keep doing what I'm, what I'm doing. And also, of course, real estate is good because when one gets stuck, <laughs> like, okay, then, okay, there's the other thing. <laughs> because, of course, you have to be very creative to find them, you know. We know it's hard, but I think it's, it's cost me a lot of time to understand why it's hard to live as an artist. It's because, especially that thing, well, especially because the education that I got, I mean, no one told me that you have to take that as a business. And that from, I mean, when I, when I was studying in university and when I, and then when I came here, you know, and it was like, yeah, okay, you have a talent, great. Can I get money? Yeah, everybody do that. All people can do that. Why can't I do that? And this, all those skills, business skills, <laughs> marketing skills, <laughs> then, then you have to learn how to do it. No? And it's of course depends where are you moving, you know. I decide to to not only be dependent on writing projects to get money for my, my art, which is of course a way many People that I know do that, but it's very exhausting because you've always had to be bright in a project and not always taken and maybe taken, and you are less time working on the studio. Yeah? So you always have to, to write a concept or apply for a grant or something. Yeah? Or you, of course, the other way, yeah, you got a gallery, it's great. <laughs> but I don't know, I don't have a gallery. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's just like, um, I think when the time and when you grow up and you get more mature and understand the reality on that business and 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 this, and of course depending on the country because I will never compare Vienna with New York. Vienna is has a specific market and specific need and they move slower than in general other countries. <laughs> so adapting to also to that condition, you know. It's like okay, I got it. Yes, slowly. Yes, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like that. Are you still represented by Loveblood Creative Agency? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty new, actually. It's like a year. Yeah, a year. How does Super that work? It's a quite small and totally new agency. Yeah. I still get any commission from the agency. But it's, it's, it's okay for me because I know, I mean, she's just starting, I mean, a year ago and she have, well, we are over 20 artists there. So we have also nice communication with each other. So both trust and so, but I cannot complain to her, you know, it's like their general friends, you know, if I don't get a job from her, you know, it's, it's okay with me. I mean, I get to get some of my market here in Austria and or in German speaking. So it's fine, you know. Are you a real estate developer looking for a unique amenity for your site? Get our free guide, 10 Tips for Commissioning a Site-Specific Artwork, at our website, distillcreative.com. And can you tell us about your upcoming exhibition? Oh, yeah. This one's going to be on August uh, 22? No, 21 and 22. <laughs> it's just a two-day show exhibition together with three other 
friends and colleagues are kids. We're still on the do and I <laughs> but it's it's gonna be here in this area and and yeah we are gonna to I think most are going to show new works that they have been working in the last year and the last month, sorry. And it's interesting now we put together because um, the, the join the youngs together is the fact that we are mostly graphic and colorful, you know, and different ways. Some work more abstract, lyric, expressive. Some others are very geometric. Some are all very like lorem, like how should I describe uh, Spurring drawings, like I can can be related to indigenous drawings. I say like that, like, uh, <laughs> and it's kind of interesting, you know. We all together and contrast, but with that point of color and graphic. And I am working in series of work which are the college, of course. <laughs> and but those are the first time I work in college in a big format because normally I do it small. And there are most. More, more big as usual and and whereas exploring uh also some uh aesthetic some uh new palette of color and texture but behind also was like a big thing because when i started to work on that series was still the issue of the, the restrictions from the quarantine and you know the pandemic situation <laughs> it's like okay and i call that series like the survivors of a pandemic uh which are just mostly uh faces of fictional characters which are pumping up without mask <laughs> it's mac wearing it. and yeah it's like in that direction that's gonna be uh next next address yeah and what about the the book you you mentioned what's the book project you're working on i'm working on the idea um and this is on uh, my interesting topics uh um, sexuality um i mean it's a personal interest you know? and when i mean personal it's like i i read i educate myself about the issue i really like because i think in my opinion we have a lack of <laughs> sexual education <laughs> Uh, it's interesting uh, the topic. It has been always present on my work, but not in a constantly way. I mean, yeah, constantly something, but this issue was present on my work for sure. But I don't know because sometimes you feel maybe shame <laughs> or whatever. Uh, not feel sure if they should do a new series of work with that. You know? Which, as I said before, is happening at a topic which I personal like so much and be interested in and make my own uh investigation about so this one is is to, uh, starting to do an, um, a, a serial drawing and one which is uh drawing is one of my favorite media but i hardly show them or present them you know? mm. but i the whole time drawing <laughs> so thinking about that i say okay um it's a very nice connection when i'm sitting here and start to do draw something on my sketchbook so yeah it's okay this is something that you constantly do and uh, let's try you know, with that topic no so i'm making those drawings when yeah that's the thing to still figure out. I mean, it's going to be a book, but I still don't know how to approach like a, in an education way or a more like a fiction story about those characters that are in this visual story. And in that thing, I mostly were like, hey, I do first made the drawings. And then after I have the serum, then I decide, okay, I'm going to write a story about this. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of improvise based on the image, you know, because I try the other way 
And it was kind of hard, you know, because Cosme, I mean, a lot of like, okay, first you have to create this story <laughs> and then put him on the pictures. So I got a lot of stress. And so I said, okay, keep it. <laughs> I mean, relax yourself with that and I'm doing it the other way. And yeah, it's going to be a small publisher uh, book, uh, which I figure out late this summer, which technique. I'm gonna use to print it, uh, but it's gonna be definitely a uh, limited edition and small serial book. Windows erotic uh, drawings based on fictional real. <laughs> I mean, it's altogether because it's fun because uh, sometimes when I post something like this, I don't post on my feed. I post on my stories uh, some erotic uh, drawings. And I get some friends who started to ask if is this real? Is this real happening to you now? Or this establishment exists? Or <laughs> did we miss like, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, uh, well, it's all fictional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's a way I like to attract the attention on the topic, you know. Because in my in, in my fantasy job, I do uh, sexual education. <laughs> But still figure out how to put that together with my artist practice. I mean, like, how, how should I do that? You know? But by now, I just want to do that. And I'm very excited for the drawing that come now and, and how that's going to look in the end. What do you think is the role of an artist? Hmm. <laughs> this is a very, I mean, I don't know if you ask yourself about that, but specifically myself in the last time during the quarantine I was upset with that question <laughs> uh, because there were a lot of things going on outside and also in my mind and then so if it made sense uh, and that moment was for me like makes sense I go to my studio and keep doing the same as let anything happen you know I was very in conflict with myself. Um, then I figured out, like, you know, girl, you don't need to stress yourself so much. Because I was asking my friends around, and they were also chilling, like, oh, you know, I took a good time. To, I'm doing this new series of work. I'm scanning my work. I'm doing this course. You know? And I was like, I'm the only who's crazy and upset about it. I had the answer to that question, you know, because sometimes, like, a, I find myself in these things like uh, where I want to be useful for the society in terms like, okay, I'm here and, and to help you right now, you know, and how to to do that through my artist world, you know. So, of course, it's, it's, it's a thing like uh, the role of us as artists is one to find like, okay, to express about the reality that we have, you know? and that reality you can do it on your ways. Uh, they maybe focus on different. My case is like I've never been a political active artist, you know, but I do have a political, did I? Yeah. <laughs> Opinions and, and about issues that happen. Huh? And, but I never uh, wanted to bring it on my work, but somehow they are. It's, it's social issues, you know. And then, you know, I thought this is, you know, this is the role of the artist. We communicate our ideas and those different medias to create empathy and connection, you know. Something that empathy and that connection is very clear for the viewers. Something's not, something you have to introduce to that to maybe to a whole experience that you create to them. But it's important to have that connection and you find it mostly through the emotions mm -hmm. and that you made that empathy, you know. And then you can perhaps 
bring the message that you want to bring, whatever it is. And of course, in my thing, I have also an important thing on, on something aesthetic, you know, because also this is important for me. And to those very catch moments when someone see, sees some of my pictures, you know, and perhaps just catch, the, okay, the colors, the texture, you know, but then when they look closely, you know, and start to get their own interpretation, you know, and there's the connection, you know, and then, and there's the empathy. <laughs> they are, you got it, you are closely, but it's okay. <laughs> and, and, and that's it, you know, we, 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 we have the tools to, to express perhaps things that are very complex, you know, and many things. Uh, and we give to a certain uh, media, with materialized side, how you say materialized side? Material, no, it's German, it's French. <laughs> you made that in a form, you know, whatever is mm-hmm. is in a form that you can hear it because it's music, or is it in a form that you can see because it's a visual art, you know. But you can also perhaps can flow when you hold sense, you know. That's the role of the artist, and and then you decide if you are connecting with some stray. Um, statement could be political or whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, that's and, and since I I found <laughs> the answer, I feel more relaxed. <laughs> I really like that answer. I had the same struggles. I, I mean, I'm still kind of struggling with it, but have come to a similar conclusion in that. And also with the podcast, like for me, it's really important to share more artists so people know that artists like you and other artists are out there because I think it's easy to get obviously overlooked or just not really understand the depth and the meaning behind things and the the time and like the true desire to change, right? Like to create a, mm-hmm. a better world for everyone, but there are specific ways that different people are doing it. And it's it gets confusing when like right now we have all the protests going on, right? And it's like, should I just be making protest signs every day? <laughs> Maybe, or like I was going to start to do some work in the street and then it's like, is this really the best work for the moment, right? So I Mm. think just having that, it's so important to be constantly questioning that and and rethinking like why you might be making something, but without preventing you from making anything, (laughs) right? Without like blocking yourself, because otherwise we would just, I don't know. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, we can be very confused right now, especially right now, because we have very many information and in, in, uh, ideological directions you know which can make us very confused in a way okay do i doing the right thing now that should i stay home should i go outside should i how, how should be active in this society as an artist you know should i make more political work because it seems like it makes sense no? <laughs> and but no that's not my thing you know and uh, should ignore that you know and because i don't want you know and and it's difficult when you have those things because you in the end you'll be confused but i think that's the point also like to keep authentic you know and that thing what you're doing sometimes of course you don't know exactly 100% why you're doing what you're doing you feel something as I know and for many artists it's like something that you feel I know sounds very romantic you wake up and you just feel the thing (laughs) and you just start to do you know Not really that, you know, but sometimes you have a need, you know, and there's a thought and you say, hey, I have that idea. I don't know how to, but I'm very upset 
very obsessed with that though, you know, and made me question it about and around and say, okay, do I do it that way? And that's great when that happened, you know. And when you use that, also that energy, when the thought, they also help you to, you know, I just gonna try, you know. Mm-hmm. And both together may in the end a meaning of what you're doing, you know. And maybe because I know it happened that you just start to do things because you feel just the thing you feel to do that in the moment, you know. Mm-hmm. And maybe in the moment, no conscience, you don't have a no clear idea, no? Mm-hmm. But in the way you are doing it, you start to put those ideas together, no? And may may see the the, the the meaning of that what you're doing more more useful or whatever, you know, like ah, yes, no. But I think it's important now for many. Uh, keeping authentic mm-hmm. and try to keep in a very central, very balancing because there are many things who destroy us and make us think things that maybe aren't true, but we think because we constantly listen it because we don't question yourself. We just keep on just one perspective. And at that time, if you keep just in one, listen just one side of the story, listen just one perspective, I think you're losing too much you know, too much knowledge, you know. It's a beautiful time to, to even when all the things that happen, which are very stressful, of course, and make you feel like, okay, there is a future. <laughs> Where are we going now? I mean, it's crazy. But, but it's theirs. I mean, you decide how. And you have to be very balancing on that, you know, to, to don't lose yourself so easily on so many thoughts, ideological things, you know. And questionably, I think this is very important all the time. Mm-hmm. Even when, one, because you don't understand, you have to ask because you don't understand. <laughs> and the other, because yes, I do understand, but it's still, <laughs> it's really like this. So now keep one perspective. I mean, you grow more, that's my opinion, intellectual and emotionally and always when you absorb me. You wouldn't and then know everything because that's not the thing that you have to know everything and understand everything, you know. It's just be open, you know. There's just no one thing, you know. Never gonna be like this. You know? There are many, you know? <laughs> And it's okay if you don't like all those you like. Choose one, it's okay, you know. But understand, try to understand the other's many possibilities, you know. Accept them, like, okay, you are their possibilities. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but keep authentic, it's it's also for for honest also with yourself. It's difficult in those times, I know. What have you read or listened to that's inspired you recently? I read recently a very interesting book. personal investigation than doing it <laughs> and it's called Helene thing I'm very interested on psychology uh, issues because how me to understand I'm very interested on human behavior because this is all about we interact with each other and our emotions play an important role in all of our decisions and everything just that we are not aware of them anyways uh, interesting pretty much in psychology things and uh, Core and philosophy. This come sometimes specific issues. You know, for two weeks ago, I was very interesting about to understand how the algorithms <laughs> <laughs> work on the intelligent um, EA. Uh, yeah, right. 
and how it's manipulated and our decisions. I mean, <laughs> I mean, in terms of the internet. Um, so, but right now it's just again to to keep on the psychology thing, <laughs> and I'm reading a book to try to understand uh, the psychology of men. Well, it's a very interesting book because I read it by a psychologist, German psychologist, and and made me help um, let it be the psychology of the men. <laughs> And it's like, okay, you have more problems than we have. <laughs> Can you send me the, the title later? Sure, it's, it's it. in German. It's, I mean, I read it oh, in maybe German. There's maybe it's an English maybe version. I don't know. I just read it in German. Uh, it's kind of interesting because for me, like, um, also, like, um, there's many things that we, we always talk about. There are things that might be changed in our society. I think it's hard to to change things just like this. You have to make the people conscious about it and optimize what they have. You know? And yeah, in terms of behaviors uh, when humans and in, in relationships, I'm very interested also in these behaviors, women and men, you know, and mm-hmm. how it happens is something we don't get each other, understand each other in our relationships and so And yeah, that's why I read that book and it's like, oh my God. <laughs> interesting <laughs> yeah thank you so much for for chatting today where can our listeners find you i mostly on my scooter or my home <laughs> <laughs> online sorry where can they find you online online yes um i'm online of course i'm on my website is uh the view com mostafa and on my instagram lim moreno I think I'm the only one being Moreno. I don't know. <laughs> well, of course, there's the Facebook and under Lee Moreno as well. And yeah, that's good though. I mean, you can also test me on my private telephone number, but I don't <laughs> I do use WhatsApp and so. <laughs> we'll definitely link to, to you so people can find you. And thank you so much. It was so nice to hear more about your work and I have so many questions, more questions now, but maybe we can, we can chat again. Yeah, sure. Totally. I told you, I like to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really happy for the invitation to take part of your project, give you and send you the best energy to keep doing it. You are really doing something nice, something cool. And, and I believe for yourself, I mean, besides the, the project that you have, it's also for you very inspiring no? to, to, to get in touch with other artists and to listen to them. No? Keep doing it. I think it's a nice way to also, of course, to get to get a connections and, and but also to exchange those, you know, and to see whatever we can build together. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like a virtual studio visit. I've just snuck yeah, totally. studio so I can see. <laughs> <laughs> really cool it's such a nice thing to do right now because i i'm not seeing really anyone besides you know thank you and stay in touch and maybe we can meet up in person at some point so oh yeah sure if you'd like to come to vienna would be nice (laughs) it's a very nice city i tell you (laughs) really (laughs) let's keep in touch thank you thank you for the invitation (laughs) bye bye Thanks for listening to this episode of First Coat. If you like this podcast, please leave a review. Make sure to subscribe to the First Coat podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at First Coat Podcast or at Distill Creative. 
First Coat is a production of my company, Distill Creative. Check us out at distillcreative.com. <laughs>